This is an AMI podcast. She is a dreamer. She's a believer. She is a doer. She is an achiever. And that she is you. Welcome to AMI Audiobook Review on AMI Audio, the podcast where we chat all things audiobooks. Thanks for joining us. I'm Ramia Amudin, the host of the show, here with Nisreen Abdel Majid, our technical producer. And we, of course, are just wrapping up March, it seems. I mean, still a couple of days, really, but it's our last episode for March, and we want to continue supporting, recognizing, and celebrating women with our quotes. So the one that kicked us off for today's episode uh, was actually shared by our contributor, Amir Khan, who's going to join us later on in this show. Uh, But, you know, if you're trying to figure out who wrote this quote, how it got shared, how it became big, then uh, you're going to have to tell us because (laughs) it's been shared so many times uh, on the Facebook pages of a lot of women we're surrounded by, uh, and it's actually just found everywhere. So if you Google this quote, you'll uh, see how, how expansive it is. And therefore, I will tell you, maybe not conclusively, but to my knowledge, can't find who exactly it's by. But it is for women, maybe by women, uh, but that's the kind of thing that we're we're kicking off our show with today. And another thing we like to kick off the show with is, of course, the CELA homepage. Uh, we like to take a glance at that. CELALibrary.ca is where to go for the featured books. That's the one of the first headings up there. The Red Palace by June Her. It's a historical mystery that's being featured. Also have Unprotected by Billy Porter. It's an actor's biography. And the final one of the featured category is The Midnight Hour by Ellie Griffith's Suspense and Thrillers. Now, we haven't had too many things from the Seedla blog to feature for you, but we do have one today. And I thought I'd talk about it a little because it is quite relevant for the community. Um, The blog post that's from... March 22nd, 2022, had to think about that for a second, uh, is about best books for finding jobs and advancing careers. So things are changing for the better for people with disabilities when it comes to finding work. While many have experienced higher levels of unemployment than the non-disabled workforce, the inclusivity, diversity, equity, and accessibility movement is increasing awareness and commitment to removing these barriers to fuller improvement of employment for people with disabilities. Authors like Daniel Chait and Don John Strauss, uh, who wrote Talent Makers, How the Best Organizations Win Through Structure and Inclusive Hiring, have noted a shift in commitment for companies and organizations to reduce bias and hiring decisions. Uh, They also want to create opportunities for more diverse candidates and build more inclusive teams. So as the great resignation forces companies to find ways to attract and retain valuable staff members, people with disabilities, have an improved opportunity to showcase their talents. Whether you're considering a new job or career, or if you just need a little bit of inspiration or to brush up on some employment skills, 
we can help. That's what the SELA uh, library people say. And if you're a SELA user or a library or an educator or professional supporting people with print disabilities, you can find many career and job finding resources in audio, ecast, and braille formats in the SELA library of growing books and catalog. So that's on the SELA blog. They go on to give you some specifics on where you can find particular books or uh, kinds of material, you know, categories of material for you as an individual looking for this type of stuff. But it is good to highlight this because it's important uh, to know that these uh, materials are available for us on SELA, but as well in general to give our awareness some more room to grow. Now, to what's trending. Nizreen, you have that for us. Yeah, browsing on Twitter, audiobooks.com shared this week's hottest releases. So I'm going to list a few of the top six books written by women. So we're not just ignoring the men, but we're focusing on the women Mm -hmm. while still appreciating women in literature. So we start off with The Recovery Agent by Jana Avenach. We then have French Braid by Ann Taylor. A Sunlit Weapon by Jacqueline Winspear, The Next Thing You Know by Jessica Strasser, Disorientation by Elaine Shechow. The last one I'll mention is A Harmless Lie by Sarah Bladell. So these are the top six books. We're just focusing on women. And unfortunately, this is like the last week for Women's Month. So I guess uh, I guess we're back to routine, but we're we're still gonna we're still gonna focus here and there on women, right, Ramia? Oh heck yes! I mean, women in literature overall, Nizreen, uh, the conversations are becoming bigger and stronger and bolder, as we could tell through some of our conversations mm-hmm. throughout the month. Just that. You know, the 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 kind of subjects that we're tackling and talking about and the, the kinds of memoirs even that women are putting out for us to discuss, um, speaking their truths, letting yes. us know what's going on with the with their lives, with the women around them. It is crucial. It is crucial that, you know, we focus on the month as a whole and say, hey, guys, let's keep digging deeper. Let's keep finding things. Let's keep sharing and recognizing, mm-hmm. uh, but also throughout the year to say, you know, don't need to put a pause <laughs> for for women in yeah. literature throughout the year. Because oh, absolutely. The content is so much out there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the most books that I actually appreciate is the truth behind it. The truth mm-hmm. is for women in literature. You know, there's so much to discuss. There's there's so much to express there. I mean, as we said before, there's a lot a lot to uncover when it comes to women in successful careers like this and audiobooks for example they have full content just describing what we the truth behind the struggles that we go through the barriers the discrimination there's so much there's so much to uncover there's so many discussions that you can flip through and for men especially like this is something to educate you about what our perspective, I guess. Mm, mm-hmm. And perspective is um, a really key word there because perspective is maybe what was lacking for so many years um, when it comes to, you know, even on other shows here on AMI, we've been talking about war and talking mm-hmm. about conflict and conflict resolution uh, and whether it be, you know, day-to-day individuals in your lives 
in your families or bigger things, bigger events going on around the world and the kind of perspectives that we may have been missing out on or just not focusing on uh, that mm-hmm. come from women. And it is, I mean, we could go on forever, but there are other things yeah. that we want to bring up today just to, you know, put this thought in your head, right? Like that's that's what we're it's trying to do here. Yeah. Exactly. We're talking all things audiobooks here on AMI Audiobook Review. I'm your host, Ramia Ambudin, here with Nisreen Abdel-Majid. And guys, we're going to do something a little bit flip-floppy than our usual pause or play. I'm not going to call this a pause or play because I've already read this book and somebody else who's going to join us in a bit has already read this book. So we're going to call it a book recommendation or maybe a book club recommendation. And the book is called Beyond Vision. The Story of a Blind Rower by Victoria Nolan. This was released in 2014, so let's get to know the title a little bit. Victoria Nolan is a motivational speaker, advocate for people with disabilities, Paralympian, and special education teacher. Having wanted to teach since she was a young child, her dreams were shattered when she became blind, not because of her disability, but because of other people's preconceived ideas about what she could and could not do. Victoria took up rowing to counter her depression over losing her sight and made it onto Canada's national rowing team. This is her personal story of triumph over adversity. Again, released in 2014, this is Beyond Vision by Victoria Nolan. And I'm going to go around the table anyway, as per usual fashion. Um, But Nazreen, coming to you first, is this something that intrigues you to hear Victoria's story about uh, disability, about vision loss, about that side of the journey, but also to toss in there, becoming an elite, elite athlete kind of from nowhere. How epic is that? That's crazy. I mean, I know it's nothing to compare to, but talking about other people's preconceived ideas about what she could and could not do. I mean, that's something that I've gone through my whole life mm-hmm. where it comes to saying, okay, you can't be an interpreter. You can't be in this program. You can't succeed because of your disability. And if you wear hijab and and um, you're a woman, there's, there's so many preconceived ideas that people have to butt in your life and tell you what you can or cannot do. But how she overcomes that and she it's just I want I want to hear her journey I want to I want to hear how she conquers through all that and gets through all of that so this is this sounds like a very inspiring story and I can't wait to read it oh totally and and you know going to what you were saying about relatability you've gone through this your entire life. You have your own journey of Mm -hmm. this concept of people uh, telling you what you can and can't do or based on other people's perceptions of your disability, they will allow you or disallow you to take part in, in various parts of life. And that kind of thing super struck out to me as I read this book. You know, there were many times actually that I was very close to tears just from learning about just from hearing somebody else describe their journey in such detail, because a book is not a, a, a um, it's not the same as having, you know, sitting down and having a conversation with somebody, right? A book is someone's deeper thoughts, deeper experiences, yeah. this chronological, yeah. uh, you know, laying down of what they've gone through for us to then read later and say, oh my goodness, 
Um, and there were so many moments where I was like, wow, this is so relatable. And then hearing how she did it, how she went through it and how she overcame, as you said, or continues to face these challenges with uh, the attitude that she brings to the table. Amir, I'm coming to you for your thoughts on on having read this book and uh, going to be discussing it later on as well with your book club. But just around the topic of disability, uh, a women's experience and something that we may be familiar to as our own stories, but also hearing her perspective. Absolutely. I mean, this was actually a recommendation from one of our book club members uh, to be put onto book club. And uh, I took a look at it and, you know, given the synopsis and the fact that I've actually met Victoria Nolan uh, in the past, uh, I chose it. Um, Obviously, we have Women's History Month this month, and it just seemed like such a great fit. But I really didn't know what to expect when taking this book on in terms of whether it was going to be sort of a hardship kind of story or if it was mm-hmm. going to be what I like, like to call overly inspiring, uh, which tends to happen with, with celebrity autobiographies and memoirs. But I found it was a really great balance. Um, like celebrity memoirs also tend to sort of drag on, especially towards the end. Uh, I didn't find any of those things with this particular book. It was very, very well balanced in terms of displaying the hardships, how she overcame them, as well as being inspiring and interesting throughout the entire book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe digestible is like a, <laughs> not the exact term we want to use, but in terms of the pacing, it was very digestible. And uh, as we had discussed online, something that could be, you know, impact a reader who is disabled themselves and somebody could take away from it and learn from it if you haven't experienced disability or haven't had exposure to disability um, before reading this book. So it does bring in uh, the crowd and in, in almost around the spectrum. Um, but yeah, this is a this is a great one. And of course, familiar voice on AMI-tv, Victoria Nolan. So just a great uh, way to kind of wrap it there. Again, Beyond Vision, it is available on CELA celalibrary.ca in human narrated audio if you're interested in checking it out that's our recommendation and now over to you Amir because you've been so busy through March we've all been busy but you've been in particular busy with reading so what have you been reading through March I feel like I've been away forever but it's giving me a time to uh, get through quite a few books but uh, for this month I thought I'd take a look at all of the books on the SELA homepage. They usually have three. Uh, so I call it the, the hat trick of the SELA homepage. Mm-hmm. And I found all three were actually really great picks and not entirely what I expected in a, in a very good way. As you described earlier, the first book, The Red Palace by June Her. Uh, it's a historical fiction, but it's more of a murder mystery romance about Korea in the 17th century. And I'm going to try to sort of focus on, on women because of because of this month. And this book definitely does that without me having to, to force anything um, because the central character is a nurse. And the author does a great job of sort of finding that perspective of what palace life is like in the 1700s in Korea and really right. sort of drops the reader right into that time period. So you feel like you're, you're really there. Lots of excitement, lots of intrigue, lots of mystery, but she keeps it really, really real in terms of that particular perspective and narrative. Okay. And that one, like you said, you did describe to us earlier in the month. So how about the next book? Next book is Billy Porter's Unprotected. Um, this was a memoir, and I believe Nasreen mentioned it in one of her Twitter feeds as, as being one of the most popular 
um, celebrity memoirs. And it is really good. Even if you don't know who Billy Porter is, you really don't need to know. I didn't know really who he was. But it is a very inspiring story in a lot of different ways without being sort of over the top or too self-congratulatory. Um, for me personally, it was, uh, especially chapters one through five, is I think something that anybody and everybody would, would really enjoy in terms of universal appeal. And like most celebrity memoirs, it does tend to flag a little bit at the end. But his, his story is, is truly amazing. You know, there's a lot of LGBTQ plus sort of content in there in terms of perspectives of a being a minority. Um, there's also a lot about how world events affect a lot of people. Another really interesting part of this book is that it was written sort of during the pandemic. So a lot of things haven't really come post-pandemic oh. talking about the pandemic in terms of people's perspectives and thoughts and, and how it may have affected their lives. But in Billy Porter's case, he actually took the time to actually write this book and do a lot of self-searching and, and self-healing. And it's really well laid out in this book of his. Does he uh, reference the pandemic a lot throughout the book? Like, do you get that time frame? Not a lot, but he does. And it sort of underscores his his journey to heal himself and make himself better. Uh, I should mention that it's also narrated by him, which is a total bonus, very much like Will Smith. He does capture your attention and, and entertain you while he's reading to you. Um, and it is a sort of a made-for-audiobook audiobook. So it's not just a narrator reading right. text. It's an, you know, it's an actual performance. I'm so glad that's becoming the norm, by the way, that when you're listening to the audiobook, you're not just thinking, did I miss anything? No, they're they're totally making it an audiobook experience. And then the final one, but not really the final one in parentheses, is The Midnight Hour by Ellie Griffiths. <laughs> yeah, this one was a bit of a shocker for me because as I read the synopsis and took a look at it in a bit more detail, um, I realized it was number six in a series called The Brighton Series. Um, so <laughs> me being me, I actually went back and read all five books first I and then it. read the sixth book. But it's interesting because I think it was picked for a reason, the sixth book. The basic synopsis of the Brighton series is that, um, for those that don't know, Brighton is sort of a seaside town in the UK, about, I think about two hours from London. I um, mean, sort of a sleepy place, but, you know, sort of a suburban area. And the books are about a detective and a magician who work together to solve crimes. They both, you know, go way back in terms of, you know, being war buddies from the Second World War. Um, but the story basically takes place in the in the 1950s. Um, so you have that sort of time reference. You have that sort of buddy cop feel. Uh, the original narrators for the books were male, um, which is why it's really interesting to hear the author's note in the sixth book of uh, The Midnight Hour where she describes that although she started her books off sort of with a male perspective and a male sort of thing in mind, especially throughout the, the series, you see that her female characters keep growing bigger and bigger and more interesting ah. to the point where uh, the sixth book she requested or, or made the requirement that this narrator should be female and to the point where the main character's uh, wife is actually competing with her husband uh, on various things, which I won't get into because I don't want to spoil it. But it's a very interesting look at uh, not just that particular time period, just for the time period sake, but for how the sort of journey of, of women's rights came up in, in that particular part of the world. Uh, she does also touch on a lot of other sort of modern day issues like uh, LGBTQ rights um, it, with a soft touch. But 
I, the books are primarily a very light sort of murder mystery. I know you and Nasreen were talking about being a little bit taken aback if it was a thriller and, you know, sort of a jump scare horror movie type of thing, but it's really not in that direction. It's actually the complete opposite. They're, they're much lighter. There's a lot more humor. Yeah, I've been curious more and more about what fits under what category these days because you get to a spectrum of, you know, thriller a little bit light. Yes, there's still some of that element in there, but not necessarily enough to say, oh, I don't read this this type of genre. Um, so glad that you pointed that out as well. So now we're at a grand total of nine books um, throughout March, but is there anything else you've been reading? I'm almost nervous to ask. Absolutely. <laughs> Just for you, I read Colleen Hoover. Oh, yay. Um, okay. And uh, the title is just escaping me at the moment. All Her Perfects? Um, All Her Perfects would be mm -hmm. the, the title, All Her Perfects. And this is another sort of really interesting book to read during this month for a woman's perspective. Colleen Hoover does not take on light topics, it looks like, from the various books I've seen. So she does take on heavier emotional topics, but she has a great way of unpacking very complicated subjects and laying them out and taking the reader through that journey. All Her Perfects is really about dealing with uh, marriage at a certain point, uh, and especially with infertility, um, as well as some some other sort of pieces that go with, with a marriage that's been, been going on for seven years. And you see how it begins, and you see where they are, and you see those sort of both at the same time as she, she starts the story from sort of the end and the beginning and sort of meets in the middle. So it has that sort of flashback quality, but it, but in a good way. And you see sort of a real reality of things without being, you know, bored or um, feeling like you're not getting anything out of it. Colleen Hoover has, I almost struggle when I pick up a book from her because I know I will love it. The content, though, can be very, very heavy. For anyone who's a Colleen Hoover uh, fan uh, and just reads, you know, most of her books, there's never just like a, oh, I want a light book, so I'll go for Colleen Hoover. There's always some real intense, thought-provoking uh, content to, you know, digest, figure out, uh, sit with afterwards. And it's kind of like watching episodes of This Is Us where you're like, I need to breathe after this one um, to be able to move on to the next one. Did you read any more of her books, Amr? Yeah, yeah. I think as as I've said, they're fairly heavy books, so I definitely look forward to the next one. But it's mm -hmm. not the type of read I would want to do like two in a row or three in a row. Yeah, um, they are very heavy topics, especially this this book. You know, it sort of highlights the fact that even if one person is is super dedicated and and committed, that you know it, it still takes two, and it's an interesting message to to sort of unpack. Yeah. And in the final couple of minutes, I guess we can talk about something you're looking forward to reading. Oh, no. Okay. Um, Odessa C uh, is something I read recently. Um, and it's uh, book number 24 by Clive Cutsler. And his mm. book is something like the complete opposite of Colleen Hoover <laughs> in terms of um, it's it's very much an action movie packed into you know eight hours or, or however many hours that the book is um, almost like a James Bond esque uh, round the entire world and coming back and and things just constantly happening. It was a great book, but what I'm looking forward to is reading number one in this series, which was written way back in 1982. So I'm really curious to see what how that book may have aged or or uh, how those things may affect uh, my read of it. 
Wow. I mean, I think that between the, what do we say, 12 books now? 11, 12? Definitely minimum 11 uh, that you've <laughs> read this book um, that we need to start doing book challenges. Nizreen, are you in to go head on head with Amir? Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Okay, perfect. So uh, let's get our um, reading challenges underway uh, because there's not just the number of books, but the variety of books. It's not even like it was just an 11 book series or something. Amir, always great catching up with you. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time and we'll be back with you next month. Always a pleasure to review, discuss, recommend, browse, conceptualize, and reminisce audiobooks with all of you. Wow. So good. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Amir Khan will join us on the last episode of April. And until then, happy audiobook listening. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.